Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Hey, Labor Day weekend. I've been practicing saying that because I can't believe it's here. Amen. That's just crazy. Crazy. So Labor Day weekend, we honor the laborers. Take time off work. It's a day of rest. Uh, for a Monday, you can sleep in if you can do that. I always try to do that. doesn't work. How, how, many, how many guys and ladies in here, like, you can sleep in and your body like, mm-mm, ain't doing it. Anybody got that problem? I got that problem. I, I know tomorrow I can sleep till like 9 tomorrow morning. And at 6, 530, I'm like, boop. Hey, Jeff, let's go have coffee, me, you, and Jesus. Okay, let's go. I could sleep in. No, let's have coffee. All right, let's have coffee. I mean, I can't even try to go back to sleep. I can't go back to sleep. Jesus is like, come have coffee with me. All right, let's go. But we can sleep in, Lord. You know, it's it's Labor Day weekend. You know, I'm going to get up anyway, so it's just part of it. So Labor Day weekend, beautiful weekend. Uh, I've titled the message today simply this, the harvest. The harvest. The harvest. I'm going to say a word, and when I say this word, all kind of things are going to come up in your mind, okay? You're going to think of all kind of stuff, okay, when I say the word. And I just want to say it, and I'm going to give you a little bit to think about it and see what comes to your mind. The word is church. Church. All throughout this worship center, images, thoughts, all come to your mind. Some from childhood experiences, some from teen years, some from getting married, some from the last couple of weeks. Some of them really good, some of them not so good. But church, I'm going to tell you that church, that's a bold concept by God, isn't it? You think about it. Church. God trusted us Us, me and you, think about this for a little bit. God left and trusted us to build the church. You and me. You say, man, I messed up. I ain't got no business building no church. (laughs) I know, I messed up and I lead one, all right? (laughs) Welcome to the team. But here's the deal. The church was left to us. The blueprint's been done. It isn't going to get changed. He put it in there. He said, you are going to get redeemed, born again. I'm going to put my spirit in you. I'm going to put my spirit out there, and you're going to build the kingdom. You're going to build the kingdom. You're going to build the kingdom. That's an incredible, incredible thought. He left the church to us. He left the church to us. I have a calling on my life. My calling right now, as I've ended up, it started off youth, now it's senior pastor. 
All right? That's my cause. So what I do. Somebody said, so what's your job? I said, uh, my job is to lead and to feed. And they look at me like, I wish I had a job. All I had to do is lead and feed. I'm like, you don't even have any idea what you just said. Any idea what you said. But seriously, my job simply as a senior pastor is to lead and feed. My job is to lead my staff and lead my church. Okay? My job is to feed the church. Okay? Got to feed the church. All right? I got to make y'all fat. That's the deal. All right? I got to. If you're skinny, I'm not doing my job. I got to make you fat. Okay? Spiritually fat. So the church is left to us. Now, here's the deal. I absolutely love church. And I love this church. You know why I love this church? Because you are the reason I love this church. You know what makes this church what it is? Each one of you. He said, well, I don't bring much to the table. Well, you need to step up. I love this church because of you. You are a great, great church. All right? You make up a great church. Listen to me. The better little church you are, the greater big church you are. He left the church building up to us. So that means if you, as a little church, are doing your job, we, as a big church, are do our job. Listen to me. Broke people break people. Hurt people hurt people. But redeemed people will redeem people. Forgiven people will forgive people. Grace-given people will give grace. I'm just telling you, the church is a serious thing. You got a great church because we got great people, okay? But you may be saying, so the church, so, so I got questions What's my role? What part do I play in the church? Where do I fit in the church? Well, let me share it with you. Let me show you something. I want you to go to your Bible. We've got a lot of scripture, but I'm going to go as slow as I can through it all. Let's go to John's gospel first. John chapter 9. John chapter 9. I want you to look at verses 4 and 5. John 9, verses 4 and 5. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus said that I am about my father's work. Listen to me, church. We are about the Father's work. The Father's work is to build church. We were talking earlier, and someone made the comment that they believe that Jesus, they want Jesus to come back quick. Jesus, come back quick. And I said, I don't want Jesus to come back real quick because I think you're yet to see the best days of the church. I think the church is being positioned right now for its greater days. See, there was a day and time that the church was all about programs and fluff and puff. And I'm going to tell you something. Today's church is not about programs and the puff and fluff. Because the world does that. 
And when the church does what the world does, it looks weird. It just looks weird. It don't fit. Don't set up a merry-go-round in a church parking lot for me. It just looks weird. I'll go to Six Flags for that and pay a ridiculous ripped-off price to do that, all right? And drink flat Coke that you had from last summer, all right? But that's the truth. That's tough. I don't know how long they keep that stuff. But here's the deal. I don't want, I'm sorry for Six Flags people, but I don't want the church to look like the world. I want the church to look different than the world, Because, see, I can go in the world and it can't meet my needs and help me. It can't give me water. But the church better. And it should. And when the church can't give water, it ought to shut the door. It ought to. I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm eager for God's appearing too. But I hope he waits. Because I'm going to tell you something. I believe the church... I mean, the church is about to rise up and do some serious butt kicking. Now, I know that's probably not, I did not pass seminary with that statement, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's about, sometimes a coach just comes out of me. I feel like I'm in a locker room sometimes. So here's the deal. I believe, I believe, man, that the church is being positioned. I'm going to tell you right now, you better keep your eye on South Texas in that Houston area. Y'all starting to see some stuff down there. The media can't even talk about it. Oh, my God, there's some white people and some black people holding hands and worshiping. We don't even know how to define that. Just say what it is. That's the church. That's the church. See, they don't even, they're like, oh, I thought we're not supposed to like each other in this country because we're supposed to protest this and protest. No. No. Them days are over, man. I'm telling you right now, God is doing something, and he's doing it. He's going to start in the church, and he's going to finish it in the church. If it, that's what he said from the get-go. He's not going to change it. And we started chasing all this stuff to try to attract the world by looking like the world for a long time. And you can see churches today, man, they are getting leaner and meaner. Getting leaner and meaner. Getting leaner and meaner. They're understanding, man, if you will create worship, I mean biblical worship, and then follow a biblical preaching, you will get biblical change. And when that starts happening, man, you can't stop that tidal wave. You, you think that water rose fast in Houston, you ain't seen nothing yet. All right? And it did rise fast. But you didn't see nothing. Jesus, in the midst of his ministry, said, night's coming, but until then, I got to be about my father's work. On Labor Day, it's about work. It's about honoring those who labor and work and day of rest. But I'm going to say something to you. The church can't have Labor Day. We got work to do. There'll be time to rest. And you can rest. But the church has got to get busy. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of people out there that's saying, can I get, you, can I get some water, man? Can I get some water? And they're not looking for flat Coke from Six Flags. They're looking for pure, eternal, heavenly, spring up in me water. All right? And the church got that. The church has got that. I want you to go to 1 Corinthians also. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 
1558. It's the last one before 16. All right. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, therefore, and I've told you that every time you see a therefore, you always got to ask, what's that therefore, therefore? Therefore, my dear brothers, my dear brothers, little church, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's a word to the church. I'm telling you right now. Brothers, sisters, brothers, churches, do not fold. You got to stand strong. You got to stand strong and stand firm because you know that the labor where in the world? No, labor in the world will kill you. Labor in the Lord is not in vain. This gospel will go out and it will produce a harvest. It will not come back void, my friend. Never come back void. The church has got to be given good water to a thirsty people. Our labor, man, as a church is not in vain. Not in vain. Go to John 4. John 4. It's a little bit longer, but I want you to see it. John chapter 4. Look at verse 27. John 4, 27. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Oh, why are you talking to her? Then leaving her water jar, jar the woman went back to town and said to the people, come see the man who told me everything I ever did. Come, this must be the Christ. They came out of town and made their way towards him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? They, they, you know, for, so people that are always hanging out with him, they show confused a lot. You know what I said? They're like a teenager walking with you. It's like obvious stuff, like truck. Oh, that's a truck. That's a truck there. Dude, get your head out of the phone. There's a truck there, all right? I mean, they're just running the poles. I don't even know what's going on. Didn't even know there's a pole there. Like pole, all right? I have a squirrel problem. Anybody have that? Squirrel. I'm like. Just all over the place, all right? His disciples, they got squirrel problems, and they just don't get it sometimes, all right? Because someone had brought him something, some food. Verse 34, beautiful, 34 and 35. My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do not say four months more and then harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look to the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Oh my gosh, church. Look to the fields, for they are ripe with harvest. Look next door. Look across the street. Look in the pickup line at school. Open up your God eyes. 
and see if he's not positioned the little church around a whole bunch of other little churches for the reason of the big church. See, listen to me today. Here's here's what will not get people in church and make them stick. Flash, dance, puff, smoke, programs, entertainment. Won't do it. Won't do it. They'll come eat. They appreciate that, but they're not sticking. Why? Because they can do the same thing at Six Flags. They can do the same thing all over the world. The world's got that. Not saying there's not a place for it, okay? There's times that you can do that, but you better make sure there's more to you than just that. Because if that's all you are running through your veins, you're going to have a short life. All right? Here's what will get people in church and make them stick. It's called relationships. It's called relationships. People do life together. Like we said before, we believe doing life for other people, that's rich, man. There's nothing like it. Life can't get better than that. See, all around you, Next door to you, across the street, working next to you, working down the hall from you, a child and your a parent or a husband or wife in your son's class or on your sports team, they are not there by accident. They're just not there by accident. They're there for a purpose. They're there for a purpose. Open your eyes because the food you have, you got the food. You got the food. You got the food. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You have, so why be stingy? You have, so share. You have it, so share it, tell it. You taste it and see that he's good. You know what he's done in your marriage. You know what he's done in your family. You know what he's done in your kids. You know where he's brought you. You know where he came from. You know where you came from. Tell them. Tell them. John 1.14. This is you and me. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We know that reference is Jesus. But Jesus had then gone sitting at the right hand of the Father and He ain't coming back until it's time to come back for the very last time. So in between now and then, He has unleashed what? The church. You and me. To do What? to be the word that dwells among them. Listen to me. Your neighbor may not have a Bible, but he's watching one. You need to hear that. Your coworker may not have one either. He's watching one. He is. He might not be able to quote any scripture, but he'll quote what you do. That's the truth. That's the truth. Listen to me. You will be the Bible that most people will read for the very first time before they ever get their own Bible. That's the truth. They will watch your life and they will watch my life and they will see if there's anything about this Jesus thing that is worth even going and buying a Bible and reading it for. See, Jesus, his disciples didn't understand what he had to eat, but Jesus knew the food he had. I got food that you know nothing about. I got food. See, you and me, we have food. You and me, we have water. We just have to give it. 
John 4, 15, beautiful encounter. But I love just 4, 14. John, I mean, uh, 4, 15, the woman said to him, this is the woman to well talking to Jesus. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Do you know what the people around you are saying that you can't hear? Sir, ma'am, give me this water. Give me that water that you drink. Give me the water that made you come alive. Give me the water that just makes your eyes glow and sparkle. Give me the water that gave you that joy. Give me the water that gave, me that, that gave you that hope. Give me the water that set you free. Give me the water that changed your marriage. Give me the water that made you who you are today because I watch you and I want to be you. But I don't not, I'm not going to walk up and say that. They're not. It's for us to see that and recognize that. Go to Matthew 9. Ooh, I've got to hurry. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Look at verse 35. I want to begin in 35. Matthew 9, 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news, the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Verse 36. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I want you to see something. In order to see them, you must see them with the eyes of compassion. If you don't see them with the eyes of compassion, you won't see them. You know how you're going to see them? It's their fault. They did it to themselves. People make choices. They chose. That's how it got to them. That's what got them in this situation. They shouldn't have done it. They know better. That's just that. That's sorry. You should have made a better choice. That, that, that's their fault. No, you can't see that. You may be justifiably right, but you can't see them like that. You got to see them the way he sees them. You got to see them the way he sees them. They brought a woman to Jesus, been caught in adultery. Religious leaders said, your law says we need to stone that woman. Jesus said, hmm, let me write in the sand about that. It's not what he said. He just dipped down and started writing in the sand, and then he stood up. And he said, ye without any sin, you throw the first stone. And then here's how the stones fell. The oldest cat dropped his first, and then the next oldest, and the next oldest, and the next oldest. And then finally there was nobody there. And Jesus said, where are those who accuse you? And she said, there are none. And he said, neither do I. Go and leave your life of sin. See, he could have walked up to the situation. Uh, this woman called adultery. Y'all all says stoner. All right, give me one. Wham! Then knocked her out. He probably didn't even need a stone. He could have just knocked her out. All right? He could have done that and taken their word and justifiably been able to do that. 
but he didn't listen to that stuff. See, how much stuff are you listening to? And that's why you won't go next door. Oh, that, you know, them, they're, they're, you know, he does, he does, you know, that, that guy, her, mm, they mm, you need, yeah, you just don't, their kids, oh, Lord, mm, they, you don't know, they do that. I didn't know that. Oh, they do that. Oh, then I'm not going to go to them. Why? You going to take their word for it? Or are you going to see them like Jesus saw them? Listen to me. Don't get so far away from the cross <laughs> that you forget what it's like. We have got to go. We've got to see them as he sees them. They're put around you for a reason. Here's a scary thought, and I had to, had to come to terms with this. Jesus put them in my path because he trusts me. Uh-oh. Now I'm messed up. See, it's not that they just chose to buy those houses and live here. No, that's on them. But they're there because he trusts me. Now, will I go take them water? Will I give them the food? That's up to me now. The King, New King James Version, I read out of the NIV. The New King James Version says this, that Jesus had eyes of compassion for them, for they were weary and they were scattered. Mm. You know anybody that's weary today? Beat up by the world? Lost in the world, lost their way. You know anybody that's scattered? You know marriages that are scattered? You know families that are scattered? You know people that are scattered? You say, I, I know some people that are weary. I know some people that are scattered. Well, then you need to see them and go to them. They are like sheep without a shepherd. Here's what I do know. We have the ultimate shepherd. His name is Jesus. He shepherds you. There's times, man, you've got to introduce your people to the shepherd. That old man I used to meet with all the time, he said, I was only 30 years old when he said it to me. He said, let me say something to you, young man, because one day you're going to be a senior pastor. And here's one thing I want you to understand. When a pastor stops smelling like sheep, he's no longer a shepherd. <laughs> When a, when a shepherd stops smelling like sheep, he's no longer a shepherd. When we as the church mm, stop smelling like the people out there that are weary and scattered, we're no longer worthy to be called the church. Jesus said, you better go out there and be the church. Don't avoid them. It's okay to smell like them. Just don't be them. You got to go out there to them. We've got water, we've got the food, and we've got to go. Jesus is coming back to get the church one day, and some are hoping it's sooner than later. But I'm going to tell you this. If it's later, then we got work to do. If he tarries, he can come back tomorrow. But if he tarries, it's because the church needs to flex its muscles and shine because Jesus wants to come back and get something he's proud of, not something he's embarrassed by. And it's time for the church to put its best foot forward. I believe that you're looking at a landscape ready. I'm going to tell you, this church right here is ready for that. It's ready for that. I think this staff is ready. We see it. 
We're trying to get buildings in position for that. There are, there are people coming west like crazy. There's developments here. Developments coming over there. The loop's getting closer. I don't know what the school's going to do, but I can't be concerned for the school because I'm not on the board anymore. All right? They're going to have to look to Austin. I look to Jesus because I don't... Listen to me. Taxes fund the school. Jesus funds the church. And I'm going to tell you something. The church better get ready. This place better get ready. There's going to be a flood of people come. He's going to send his people to the church because the church has water and it has food. But we got to get ready. we got to get ready. Let me ask you a series of questions and then we'll get out of here. Number one is this. Do you have your hands on the plow? Got your hands on the plow? Are you sowing seed? Are you sowing seed? And last is this. Are your hands dirty for the kingdom? Are they dirty? You say, nah, I'm just coming on Sunday and taking up a little chair space and that's it. No, can't be it anymore. You're going to have to get dirty, man. You're going to have to get your hands on the plow. You're going to have to throw some seed and you're going to have to get dirty. We need you, okay? We need you at the church level. We need you out there, okay? But the church big and the church little has got to get hands on the plow, got to throw some seed, and got to get a little bit dirty because the church's greatest days lie before them. I promise you. Let's stand together. Worship team's coming up. Ministry team making their way to the altar. I want you to think of the three questions. Are my hands on the plow? Am I throwing the seed? And are my hands dirty? It's time to get dirty. We need you. He needs you. It's Labor Day weekend, but listen to me. Jesus said, until until that day, I must be about the work of the Father. I must be about the work of the Father. We have gathered in His name, and He has spoken. And it's our opportunity now to respond to that. Whether it's church membership, whether it's to come for prayer, maybe it's just come to the altar, maybe it's to come and say, i got to get my hands dirty. They're all around me, and I'm not seeing them. Whatever you need to do during this time of invitation, this is your time to respond to what he said to you. Let me pray. Father, we love you and we thank you. God, move us now. Move us now. God, don't let us just get comfortable where we're at. That our life's good, we're okay, and everybody else should be too. God, this world is beat up outside these walls. They're weary and they're scattered and we've got water and we've got food. God, it's time for us to get our hands dirty. Lord, during this invitation time, you move us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God. 
find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.